Okay, guys, uh, good morning and welcome to Coffee with Casey, Facebook Live. Not a big fan, but we'll get through it. So today I want to talk about the two traps that sellers face. Now, this is not a little problem. This is a monster problem. This is a problem that can cost sellers six to 24 months of their life, tremendous amount of headaches and hardship. It can cost them a lot of money. And I don't mean little money. I'm talking about 50, 100, $150,000. So what I'm talking about is the two traps that make sellers price homes too high. Now, pricing homes too high, what's the big deal? In the old days, we price them high and they float back down. Not so today. Let me go over a few things with you. First of all, today's buyers are different. Today's buyers are sitting there waiting. They're on their computers. They're looking for houses two, three hours a day. When something hits the market, they're on it. They know the assessment, the value. They know everything about this house. They're educated buyers. So the smartest thing for us to do is prepare our houses, get them priced right, get them staged right, get them marketed right, do it all in a coming soon period, get everybody excited. And when you launch it, it sells. That's the process today. Now, it's not the way it normally happens. So why do we want to sell it in that first week? Well, this is a chart that shows this purple line right here will show that the price per square foot if you sell in the first 10 days is 10% higher than if you sold the house in 30, 60, 90 days. Now I track houses every day. I'm a workaholic, I'm a priceaholic, I'm all about values so I can validate that yes, if homes are put on the market and they sit, 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 they actually do lose that $1,000 a day after 10 days. So we want to be really thoughtful about avoiding these two traps. So let's let's make sure first we can identify them, okay? So the first trap, and this is, this is his, you know, historically this has been the main problem. Real estate agents are very hungry for listings. They want to get, you know, the theory of a real estate company is get that sign in the yard. So the mentality of the realtors, most of them is get the sign in the yard. Signs attract buyers, signs attract sign calls, signs attract, you know, you can do advertising, you can do open houses. That is your bait to attract buyers so you can get business going. Make the phone ring. That's what you're trying to do. Well, in order to do that, agents will overprice a house or what they call buy a listing by saying, you know, I agree with you. I think it is worth 1.7 million, even though the house is only worth 1.5 million. So, you know, how broadband is this? And is this just small companies? Is it big companies? I mean, what exactly, you know, does this look like? Well, you know, I track a lot of over million dollar houses in Vienna. People will call me for my opinion on pricing. I'll go in. And after the last two, you know, over the last two years, I've been tracking these houses where I would come in and say 1.5. Another agent will come in and say 1.7 and they would go with that. So I follow those listings. I track them. Okay. Now here's a look at all the listings address here. This is the status active. AC means active. Um, it's under contract, but the, the buyer's got to sell their own house. And then pending means it's under contract. Withdrawn means it's withdrawn. Closed are the ones that actually sold. And the rest of them you can see are expired or canceled. So the track record of this group 
of people that I watch. And if you, you look over here, it says Compass and Keller Williams and Long and Foster and Suffies and Weikert. And, you know, these are all the big ones. Even there's some Samson properties in here. And understand, you don't hire companies, you hire the agent. I mean, I'm not going to put the agent's name on here publicly. But, you know, there are 3,500 agents at Samson Properties, and a lot of them overprice houses, and a lot of them don't. So just the same as Weikert and Compass and the rest of them. So if you look on here, this is Coldwell Banker. This is Long and Foster. This is, this is all of them. This is all the big realtors. And, and everyone you see in the newspaper and all of that. So... So is this a problem? Yes, it's a systemic problem. Only 24% of the homes on this list that overpriced sold. And the ones that did sell, sold at 50 to 150,000 less than they should have sold for had they done it in the first 10 days. Had they priced it right, staged it right, and done it. So, you know, the first problem is that we always have is a, a, a seller has a, an inflated value and that's okay because they're emotionally attached. They put a lot of money in this house um, they need a professional to tell them what is it really worth? I mean, what is a swimming pool worth in the backyard? What is a hundred thousand dollars of upgrades to my house? What am I going to get back for that? So where we used to have skilled realtors go over the best comparables you can find, the direct comps, the, the best, closest size, closest age, closest upgrades, closest amenities, closest location, and, and really got together and, and started to really compare apples to apples. Well, that's not what they're doing anymore. And that leads us to trap number two. And trap number two is even more dangerous than trap number one. An agent can walk in and say, I think it's worth $1.7 million. But now they have a ally, they have reports. So a realtor now will go to a thing called Realtor Property Resource, Compass, Redfin, and they'll come up with a number, a price on a house, and that price is wrong. And they'll go through a 26-page report with their picture on it and their company name on it. It's all the rage. So for the past two years, you know, people will uh, put your address in. They'll it'll tell you what it's worth. They'll grab it and they'll run out the door, and away they go. Well, this is a report I just ran into. This is kind of a, uh, well, I'll go ahead and say it. This is from Compass. And what they'll do is they come in and compare your houses and show you they're comparing houses. But if you're comparing like-kind properties, same size, same age, same location, same school district, same lot, you know, and so on. Well, here I looked at it. This is a 3,500-square-foot house being compared to a 5,200 square foot house. So why is the report saying that it's worth more money than it actually is? Well, I can tell you why, for a couple of reasons. One, they're not comparing apples to apples. They're grabbing a bunch of things. They're not professional realtors that are saying this 5,200 square foot house is not the same as a 3,600 square foot house. A Cunningham school district is not the same as a Vienna elementary school district. You know, So they're not comparing apples to apples. And what they do is yada, yada, yada. It comes in with a few graphs and then it spits out a number that says 1.45 million. So let me stop on this house. So this is a house that I listed on Plum. And when you compare apples to apples and you look at it, it's about 1.36 to 1.4.
but it was really nice, really upgraded, very, very nice house. So my recommendation is let's go off at 1.4 million. Let's get everybody to bid it up and let's eliminate home inspections and things like that. And let's see how much the, the buyers are willing to pay. The reason I put it in 1.4 is because if you go over 1.4, you would lose 80% of the buyer pool, okay? So they bid it up, bid it up, didn't get to 1.45. We were trying to get them to 1.45. They wouldn't get close to 1.45, which tells me that had the property gone on the market at 1.45, the five contracts that were generated would not have been generated at 1.45. The home would have sat, the buyers would have waited, then people would have thought something was wrong with the house, maybe it's on a busy road, maybe something's wrong. And before you know it, they have to drop back to the 1.4 in 60 to 90 days. When they do that, the house is stale. They start getting offers at 1.35, 1.375. So, so had it listened to this report and gone off at 1.45, they would have got zero contracts, would have been on the market for 90 days, would have got 1.35 or 1.375. Instead, we got $50,000 over what that number would have been. So I can't go over the number, but I'm just telling you it's well over 1.4. There is no home inspection. There is no appraisal contingencies. There's no nothing. And it sold in the first weekend. So that's the difference between accepting a number on here of a report. So what is trap number two? Trap number two is if a realtor shows up in your doorstep and gives you a report of what your house is worth and it's got a number on them, ask them to prove how you arrived at that number. Do not accept that number. Let me give you a perfect case in point. I went out to a listing the other day. It was a Renaissance home, Rembrandt uh, model, pretty simple. We just sold a Renaissance home Rembrandt model for $1.6 million. So we could easily compare the house I just sold with this house. And also around the corner was a house, a Rembrandt model of the Renaissance home that had just sold beautiful pool, $200,000 in the backyard, pool upgrades, everything, it's beautiful. It sold for $1.6 million. So I said, well, I wonder if I was uh, an automated realtor and I put in a number into the realtor property resource, put in the address. I wonder what it would say it was worth. It said it was worth $1.957 million. Now I could have printed the 26 page report. I could have walked it in that seller. The seller would have been thrilled. But instead the seller says, well, you know, I had a realtor in here. He said it was worth 1.8. Well, guess who said it was worth 1.8? One of the other reports that I just, exact same report we've got right here. So, so how can you justify $200,000 of additional value when that house is the exact same model, same size, same everything, except they've got 200,000 in the backyard. And the one I just sold, again, great shape, good condition, similar, but they had 200,000 in the backyard and this home has no backyard. So how I would ask the other agents, how do you justify an extra $200,000. So what I'm saying is that a seller now can't ask the word what. They have to ask the word how. So how did you arrive at that price? That's the easiest thing for you to do. How did you arrive at that price? If in fact, they know what they're doing and they've done their job, they can explain how they arrived at that price. Well, we took the neighborhood and then we took a one mile radius and then we took the town and we went to the similar size, similar age, similar, um, um, assessments, 
And by the way, the report you're looking at right here doesn't take into account these geniuses don't take into account what is the assessed value of the house. Now, let me explain the assessed value of the house. So in Fairfax County in Northern Virginia, the assessors are very sticklers about making sure they know what's updated and all so they can update your assessment so you're charged properly. Well, homes in a one mile radius of similar age, size and price will all sell similar percentage of assessment. So let's say the average is 108% of assessment, which is about right. Some homes may sell at 98% of assessment. They're not updated. Some will sell at 118% of assessment. They're very updated. So, so percentage of assessment, or at least the norm, the medium, is very important when you're pricing a house. Let's start at 108. Well, where, what would that be? And then at one, if you're upgraded and updated, you've got all this, and we move ourselves up to 112 or 115. What is that number? So, so it's not important what the what is. The agent walks in, I think it's worth $1.8 million. Why'd you say that? Well, that's because that's what Redfin said. Redfin, I put it in the number. So my question to Redfin, my question to Compass, my question to RPR is how did you arrive at 1.8 to 1.95 million when I know the, the two closest comps are $1.6 million? How do you do it? How did you get $357,000 more than that house right around the corner? So I think that the problem is we've grown to do two things. We've grown to be dependent on, um, you know, we've grown to be dependent on our um, uh, professionals and we've grown to be dependent on computers. And when you, I'm looking for a car for my wife right now, we put it in, what's her car worth this, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's what the car's worth. But it prints a thing, it says take it to CarMax, they'll give you that dollar amount for it. So we are relying a little bit more on computers, but you can't do that on houses. That's not there yet. It's not close yet. It's causing people. I mean, literally, if I run, I run five pricing models for each house, five pricing engines, these computer engines, and they're off by $250,000 most of the time. Well, who's right? I mean, we can't be off by $20,000, much less say 250,000. So who's right? So again, you, you need to work with a realtor that's a real realtor, that's an that's a authenticator of information, not somebody that's a computer realtor that will punch a few buttons and grab a number and come running out of the house and say, uh, here's what your house is worth. How do you arrive at that number? Because if you're telling me you just put my address in a computer and generate a report, then I can't, I, you, it's unreliable. And should you make a mistake, just remember this, after 10 days, the clock starts ticking. You start losing $1,000 a day. So that's why this is so important. That's why I dedicate a whole show to it. The beginning of, of you know, when I'm talking to sellers is beware of the trap of a hungry realtor telling you what it's worth, just agreeing with you. And two, now, and this is more uh, relevant than ever when, um, my Morgan just asked me to run a pricing model for a house and in Vienna between 1.4 and 1.6 million dollars in Vienna, 70% of the houses are either withdrawn, expired, or still active on the market. 30% of them are sold or under contract. 
70% are, are not sold, did not sell, overpriced. Now in a market that has no inventory and that has 2 2.5 to 2.9% interest rates, I find that very disturbing. I find it disturbing because sellers are getting, I don't wanna use the word bamboozled. I wanna get use the word not uh, that, that a lot of the realtors are not doing a very good service right now. I understand everybody wants to get listings and I understand that this is an easy way to do it, but it's not the right way to do it. So if you look, and again, I'm not gonna get onto, um, I'm not gonna get onto um, our record as, as, as much right now. This is. But we authenticate pricing on houses. So I want you to look at this track record compared to what we just saw. These are pending. Actually, this one up here on, um, on uh, Springwood is under contract. But look at these all sold and under contract. And look at the days on market. Hey, sure, we have some tough houses. But look at the majority of the houses, their days on market. Now, if we know that a seller is going to get the most value in the first 10 days, well, if 75% of our, our homes go under contract in the first 10 days, and we know that we're doing our job, we're doing what we should be doing. So I think you sellers need to know about the two traps, need to work with not a computer realtor, not somebody that puts a report out, but somebody that authenticates the data. Do you know the model? Do you know the builder? Do you know the price per square foot? Do you know the um, percentage of assessment for homes within a one mile radius within the town? Can you go back five years to houses in my neighborhood using the appreciation rate and tell me what my house is worth compared to all my neighbors and what they sold it for? Yeah, those are the realtors you need to work with. Those are the realtors. I'm sure there's more out there. I mean, we do that. I'm sure there's more realtors out there. But interview three realtors. If you get a couple reports, just negate that realtor. Work with realtors that know how to authenticate pricing because when all is said and done, there's tens of thousands of dollars at stake. And you need a professional that you can trust. I'm not the only one. I'm sure there's plenty of them out there that'll do it this way. I'm just saying that if you look at that, at that back group, if I go back here to that list, I find that this is unacceptable that all of these actives, I mean, there are realtors running out there that have 50 to $60 million worth of unsold real estate and 30 to 40 that have already withdrawn. So I know you see big names, very, you see, see my name around there too, but don't get mesmerized by big names, get mesmerized by track record. Find out what the track record is, how is more important than what. Find yourself a good realtor. Always interview three, make sure I'm one. If I come in, at least you know what the price is gonna be. You may not like it, but at least you know what the value of your house is, okay? And you can go from there. Set yourself accordingly. My name is Casey Sampson. This has been Coffee with Casey. You can reach me at 703-508-2535 or Casey at CaseySampson.com. You can see all the great work we do at CaseySampson.com where Julie and Michelle do magnificent work the blogs are always up to date. They always have topical information on it. This will be on there. So, you know, if you're looking for information, uh, go to the website. If you're looking to sell your house, interview three, make sure I'm one. 
and uh, and I'm sure we'll help you out.